0: Shailen on Batman. On today's episode we have the director of the Lego Batman movie. It is in theaters right now and it's currently been at number one for the last two weeks. As of this uh, episode airing we hope that it, we, it gets up to a third week at, at number one at the box office. Uh, our guest not only directed the Lego Batman movie but he also edited the Lego movie. He has also worked uh, as a director of about 40 episodes of Robot Chicken. And, you know, he has put together a really great film in the Lego Batman movie. Please welcome to the show, Chris McKay. What is your first interaction with the character of Batman? What has Batman meant to you throughout your life?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I you know, I, when I was a kid, I uh, uh, my first uh, T-shirt, I think literally the first shirt uh, out of being in a onesie, Maybe was a was a Batman t-shirt like a, like a real '70s looking Batman t-shirt with the with the moon behind him, uh, really graphic. Like I think it was like, and it was also the shirt that I wore to my first uh, uh, picture day at school uh, when I was a kid. So ba- Batman's been with me a long time, you know, even before I could read. Um, and then, uh, you know. I, you know, I watched Super Friends as a kid, so Batman showing up in Super Friends, you know, the occasional Batman showing up on Scooby-Doo, Batman and Robin, um, you know, he was always my favorite superhero, I, you know, or definitely like from the beginning, I always had a fascination with Batman and Robin, and the whole world, um, uh you know, and, and I, and I loved both DC and Marvel. I, you know, I was a big captain America fan and a big, um, I've got a captain America tattoo on one side yes. and, uh, and, a and a, and a Catwoman and Superman tattoo, uh, you know, on, on the other side, uh, so, you know, uh, so I've I definitely have uh, lived with, uh, comics and superheroes, you know, my whole life. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, so, so right away, and I've got, you know, I got hooked on the, on the, on the books and then, you know, it's it, I'm just very fortunate that at each stage of my development, um, you know, as a human being, um, there was there was something out there that was in the in the media that was really great. You know, I you know as a kid, I had access to it through these these you know animated series type you know cartoons. As a, as I got into teenage years and as I was reading comic books. Frank Miller stuff. I got exposed to Frank Miller stuff and killing joke and that sort of thing. And those, you know, and they just hit me like at the exact right time, exactly as I was, you know, about to, you know, go into high school. These, these, these comics came out and it was a different way of looking at storytelling. I was getting into being a filmmaker and, uh, you know, uh, you know, wanted to be, I mean, I was, I wasn't, a, it was just a kid like, you know what I mean, like I was just, I was using my parents' cameras and making movies with my friends and, and this story came out, you know, with Batman as, as he's older and takes on Carrie Kelly, and it's it's, it's, it's sort of political and it's sort of a satire. And, and and then the um, you know, the Tim Burton movies came out, and I was a, you know, I was, I was kind of okay in the first. I loved Michael Keaton in it. I think. I think, yes. I think with Batman. I think Batman Returns, though, was like the one I really, for some reason, I loved that one more. It's not that I didn't like the, you know, the Jack Nicholson one. I and mean, like I said, I love Michael Keaton in it, but it was like, it was Catwoman. It was, it was the, it was, you know, Michael Keaton and, and the relationship with Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, it was just Tim Burton obviously went off the deep end. Um, it, that, that movie's way more Tim Burton-y. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, and then the Nolan stuff comes along and I was, and I, and I had already started making movies at that point, And, you know, I love Memento and, and, uh, you know, following, which is his like short, um, not quite a feature film that he, that he did. And the fact that, you know, Batman begins was very nonlinear. I was, I was, I've done, I've done a lot of different jobs. Uh, you know, I've been, a you know, I'd you know studied filmmaking and directing and writing and I, you know, I'd been a DP I'd, uh, you know, and I'd also been an editor. I'd edited a lot of movies and the fact that he was like doing this nonlinear storytelling, you know, beautifully weaving back and forth and, you know, uh, Batman's and uh, Bruce Wayne's past and present and, and and building all of this stuff. I just like Batman Begins. Like, I I still think he, I love all of them, and I I think that's almost like a perfect trilogy. Uh, you know, I, I get why people aren't as into Dark Knight Rises, but I'm just such a fan. Like I just you know I bought it, and I just I, I think that out of all the movie trilogies that are out there, like that the, that series of films, there's stuff that they set up in the beginning that's paid off in the third film, and right. it's. It's just really to me, I I, I love it. And, and before my, you know, before my dad died, he he's and he's not a comic book guy, by the way. I mean, we, we saw you know Star Wars and Superman and stuff like that together. But he's you know he's, he's not he's not he didn't read comic books. He didn't like sort of like fall in love with it in the way that I did. But that last 40 minutes of Dark Knight Rises is something that you know when he was sick at home, he would just watch that over and over again because he just it was such a satisfying. You know, series of events. Him climbing out of the pit, figuring it out, getting back to Gotham, working with all the people in Gotham. And like it, it, you know, it was just, you know, it's the way I loved the Richard Donner Superman movie as a kid. And that that I used to watch that uh, helicopter scene and study it over and over again of him Superman rescuing Lois Lane. Like uh, those are the things that made me want to make movies. You know, the, the the trench run and Star Wars and you know all of that kind of thing. So. Anyway, so Batman's been with me. Sorry, it's a long uh, answer to uh, your question, but
2: no, that's, that's fine. We love it. After the success of the my whole life. <laughs> After the success of the Lego movie, did you get the green light for the for the Batman Lego movie immediately, or did you have to? Was it something you had to pitch, or how well, did that work? We
1: were we were working on. Um, you know, there's a bunch of like,
2: sort of like, it's not 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 political in a negative way, but there's, but there are there are a bunch
1: of like different hoops that we had to go through with our relationship with Warner Brothers, our relationship with Lego, you know, yeah. and, uh, and so we we had to pitch. We, we obviously everyone wanted to do Lego too, and that was like, our, and Ninjago had already started. Like Ninjago had started like while I was still working and, and you know finishing the Lego movie. Um, Chris and Phil were doing Twenty Two Jump Street. I was finishing the Lego movie and and Ninjago had already started and, and then but they weren't sure you know no one knew like that the, if the movie was going to take off they sort of like we were real like we were you know we were really low on their priority at Warner Brothers at, at the time um, so no one paid any attention until like like a week or two before the movie started opening when when, when people thought oh this is actually going to do really well and that kind of thing you know no one knew if it was going to take off or um and and as soon as, like, it, as soon as, like, you know, the, the first weekend, uh, you, you know, the, the, the critics liked it, the audiences liked it, um, the, the people going gone out to see it. Um, uh, then we started talking about, you know, sequels, and obviously everyone wanted to do Lego 2. And Lego Batman was brought up by the uh, the then president of, of Warner Brothers at the time, Greg Silverman. And he was like, we got to do a, like, you know, Batman's such a breakout character. We have to do a, ba-, you know, and obviously he's looking at um, you know, the, the pillars of Warner Brothers, which at the time were DC and and Harry Potter. Um, uh, and he was, he was, you know, he was like, we got to do a Batman movie. So Chris and Phil and Seth Graham Smith, who had done some work on Ninjago, started talking about Batman. And they invited me to be a part of it while I was spearheading, like, the development of Lego 2. And, but I was, you know, I was kind of like across both. Like, I was sort of like... You know, because I was because I love Batman and I knew a lot about superheroes and other kinds of things we could do with a movie like that. So I was just kind of like sitting in on both meetings and and participating, and then ended up you know pitching both to the studio with Chris and Phil and the other writers on the on the on the same day. Um, and listen, this is now uh, you know June of, of or July you know end of June beginning of July, 2014. So so five months after you know or four months after. Lego had, had come out we pitched these two movies and Lego two is going to be this big um, uh, musical and 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 yes. kind of like space action movie yes, um, yes. that needed a lot of not a lot of writing a lot of uh, a lot of uh, development with not only script development but um, uh, you know development with with a with a songwriters a team of songwriters um, and so it was very ambitious to get that movie out. Was, and by the way, the release date originally for that was going to be May of 2017. Which then they said, "Well, let's just switch it. Let's put Batman out May of 2017, um, and then we'll we'll push back Lego Two by a year." Um, which at the time they didn't have a director on Batman. I was like, uh, "I'll do it. I would <laughs> gladly uh, gladly." If Warner Brothers wants me to do a, a Batman movie. I would gladly. Uh, work on that so yes. I jumped over I jumped over to that and then um, they hired Rob Schraub ultimately it took a while to find somebody but they hired Rob Schraub for Lego 2 and then um, Rob took a crack at it and then uh, you know it's, it's hard to crack these movies so uh, he recently just bowed out and now they have Mike Mitchell um, who's got and Chris and Phil wrote a script for Lego 2 which is great um, and so, so now uh, Mike Mitchell uh, is going to be directing Lego two for like, I think 2019, uh, release. So they pushed the release date back even more. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and so, so that'll come out, you know, f- f- uh, spring, uh, February of 2019. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they're working on, working in earnest on that. And, and subsequently then when Ninjago couldn't make their release date, which was supposed to be in September, they asked me to move up my release date. To February, which made making this movie a fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of fucking work to do. Was, I mean, it was the happiest and most fun uh, part of my entire life. But it was to turn a, to turn a movie around, uh, an animated movie to turn it around in two and a half years with this this ambitious, with this much scope, with this many characters, and yeah. and you know, honoring both obviously the spirit of the Lego Movie as well as trying to honor the history of Batman uh, and make something that would, you know, make that would be a real story that, you know, not, a, not a bull, you know, cause it is obviously there's a, obviously a lot of parody in the movie, but it, I, you know, I pitched the studio that I wanted this to be, um, you know, Jerry Maguire as directed by Michael Mann with a lot of jokes in it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and, and they went with that, but that means then that not only does that have to be silly and funny and in the same, vein of the lego movie but you also have to care about batman and you have to see a different side of batman that maybe you can't do there's no upside maybe in a live action movie to batman fixing himself to fixing his problem but i think in a movie like this you can do that and 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 address it head on and maybe even show a way that in live action movies they can you know take swings at at the characters in in a different way i mean you know again i know it's mostly a a a comedy and, and 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 fun but it's but it is i do I would say I take the emotional stuff seriously, and we tried to go for something that's both that, that has its
2: cake and eats it eats it too. That hard work definitely showed. Like the film is incredible. Definitely, it's oh, it's, it's been uh, super successful
1: so far. I'd say uh, number one at the box office, couple weeks running. Uh, one of the uh, things I keep hearing positively about it, especially, is the, the casting for the for the movie. Uh, Will Arnett, fantastic. It's Batman. Um, I wanted to see if uh, you could give us any insight. On whose idea was it to get Billy D. Williams as the jo- as a Two Face in the movie? That was I'm, one I'm, of my personal favorites. Yeah, that that was me. Yes. You know, yes. because probably like you guys, I I grew up, you know, watching this, you know, uh, Batman movie, the Tim Burton Batman movie, and seeing Harvey Dent, uh, seeing you know, cast uh, you know Billy D. Williams cast as Harvey Dent, and and getting excited because of my you know prior knowledge of what that character would become and watching you know and, and just like you know the fact that these filmmakers we're going to play this long you know this long game with that character and like oh we'll establish him as a good guy here in this movie and then they'll do this tragic arc in two or three movies down down you know down the way where you'll get to experience this thing with a character and an actor that we all like. I mean, we all love Lando. We all love, you know, Lady Sings the Blues and all the other stuff that Cold 45 commercials and all the stuff that Billy D. Williams is known for. Oh yeah. Um, And, and the fact that then two movies later, this, this movie comes out and it's, not only did they just switch up the casting, but they cast it, they didn't do the arc, they didn't even bother even trying to do the arc it just shows that the movie starts and he's a crazy bad guy. Um, I mean, I was just, I was really bummed uh, that that's the choice uh, that they made because I just thought, wow, is it really, you know, there's missed opportunity there. And so, and I'm the only, you know, person who sort of cares about these things in like on the, you know, the Lego side of stuff where I'm like, well, if it doesn't, Matter and diversity is you know kind of an issue for you know like maybe small eye issue um, for Batman uh, you know the universe I mean it is a lot of you know white guys um, it just felt like why not like why not yeah. you know do this thing when I when you can why not make a minifig that is the Billy D Williams version of Harvey Dent um, you know and and uh, Two Face so. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know, It just seemed like you know something for me, and then and then I, and then to, and I've worked with. I don't know Billy Dee Williams at all, but I, you know, I just you know, worked with him on Robot Chicken and yes. Titan Maximum, and 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 obviously the Lego Movie. We had him do Lando. And he's such a nice guy, and just like he's a fun guy to bring in the booth for an hour and do fun stuff with. That like, and, and when he walked in, he was just like, he was just the first, literally the first thing out of his mouth was like, oh, so now I get to play that. Part that I was sort of thought I was going to play uh, 20 years ago, and it's just, and it was just really nice to to be able to to do something like that. I don't know. I just, I just always loved that guy since I don't know what Brian's song or some, you know, I can't remember what the first movie was that I saw him in, but you know, um, uh, so you know, to me it was just like uh, fulfilling a something that's kind of you know it was always a big hole in my you know uh, in my my fandom. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense. But like, oh yeah, that definitely makes does
2: perfect sense you brought up robot chicken. I was, it leads in perfect to where I wanted to go. Do you feel like from working on robot chicken in those shows that it really helped with the, the almost slapstick type of humor that we seen in the Lego Batman film?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, it's,
2: you know,
1: you know, humor is a is a gear uh, that that filmmakers can use, um, you know, to help, you know, especially if you're doing stuff, you know, where you're trying to, you know, where there's heavy stuff and and, and and emotional stuff and things like that. Humor is always a good is is a gear as as a tool to be able to, know how to use. Definitely, um, humor humor and horror are very closely aligned. I grew up watching horror movies. I was a big horror movie kid. where I subscribed to Fan, Fangoria. Yeah. And things like that, and and, um, and humor and horror, as far as you know, again, just as far as the mechanics from a filmmaking standpoint, they're very similar. Um, you you know, it's withholding information, it's revealing information at the perfect time in order to it, it elicit a very specific response. And again, just broadly speaking, the mechanics of, of building a horror scene and building a comedy scene are very very similar. Um, and so and so having that you know, developing that gear on robot chicken and and telling, you know, it's sketch comedy. So it's a variety of jokes. Um, And and being able to tell a variety of jokes uh, quickly. I mean, and and also TV stop motion is very hard to do. We, we you know, economically we had to turn these shows around in six days, learning how to get jokes up fast, get ideas up fast. I'd say that that was even more important for something like the first Lego movie and, and, you know, which we turned around, you know, fairly quickly, but, and Batman in particular, which we turned around very, very, very quickly. Um, being able to get ideas up quickly, show people ideas, try stuff out, iterate stuff. Those are all things that I learned on Robot Chicken. And, you know, it, and being able to know that you can do a bit of comedy and then flip it into something. I mean, this is the thing that I tried to work on in the first Lego movie. Being able to do a bit of comedy and then turn it very quickly into, a a moment you know a character moment an emotional moment a storytelling moment and then flip it back to you know something else i mean those are the those are the skills that you know um you know i honed on the you know developing that out of out of uh robot chicken titan maximum which was a giant robot show that i did a stop motion giant robot show that i did with uh tom root and seth green and, and and matt sunrise and then Moral Laurel, which I did with, which was totally different, which I did with Dino and uh, Jay and Scott, uh, uh, and was you know dark and weird and sometimes anti-comedy, uh, you know, um, uh, but 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 character stuff. And it was, so my all my career was sort of leading up to something like the Lego Movie, and then something like Lego Batman uh, to be able to do, like you said, Looney Tunes style, absurdist style, even just. The central premise of saying every single Batman exists on a 75 year, 78 year timeline um, since in Gotham City. Batman has been in Gotham City for 78 years. So that very first comic book was the very first appearance of Batman in Gotham City. And he's been here and every single iteration of Batman is true. And it's all just Batman's timeline. Even just taking an absurd concept like that and committing to it. There's you know, there's some you have to sort of there is some there is something about sort of committing to the bit. you learn i think maybe in comedy that uh that allowed me to sort of feel like that was something that we could a contract we could do with the audience that they would buy that and enjoy that uh, as fans
0: right so i have a i have a nightwing question for you you've already made a film with dick grayson a much younger version of the character what is most intriguing about grayson's character journey from a sidekick who idolizes his mentor like he did in lego batman movie to a young man who is his own personal hero
1: that's a really good question it's a very you, you ask a very good you, you're, that's a very tricky way of getting <laughs> 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 very smart <laughs> did you like what like did you study debates or uh, uh, uh are you do you have a law degree <laughs> <laughs> I, I plead the fifth <laughs> nice well let me try to answer that um I uh, obviously uh, like Batman is a comedy and, and we, you know, uh, the, the premise that we took with that was what if the Ben Affleck version of Batman and the Burt Ward version of Robin were stuck in a Batmobile together? And wouldn't that be wouldn't the, the, the most dark and the most, you know, sort of crazy, positive light Book of Mormon esque uh, kid? Um, we're, we're, you know, stuck working together. Wouldn't that be fun and, 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 and funny. And wouldn't that, you know, force Batman maybe to learn, you know, that he would, you know, this kid would be so adorable that he'd maybe learn to love him and, and, and uh, and, and, you know, learn something about himself along the way. Um, and so that's one, so that's one point of view on, um, on, you know, on, on like, what's a fun, you know, thing to do in, in a, in a, you know, sort of a comedy action movie, uh, with 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 Batman and Robin um and Batman like I said as a character has always been this self-made guy um, He's he, and that's why we all like him because he, you know any one of us if we went out, you know, and had this you know we, Anyone we can all understand after having this bad thing happen why Batman went out to um, you know learn everything about you know criminal psychology and forensics and, you know, he became, you know, Bruce Lee and Sherlock Holmes, um, uh, with armored up, uh, you know, weapons and gadgets, James Bond style gadgets. Um, and, and Bruce Wayne in my mind came from privilege. And that's, and I think that's why he's, why he's more dour and more angry um he isn't self he's self-made to a, you know, a, as far as his becoming you know uh you know becoming all of these these cool things that we like him for the, the James Bond the Sherlock Holmes the the karate bruce lee guy dick grayson didn't come from that uh dick grayson came from you know a circus family and essentially these are people who aren't rich and They are, you know, they are self-made, they're entertainers, they're, they're gymnasts, they're, you know, they're people who, you know, live hand to mouth. And I wonder if that is something that informs him and his attitude and why he's a different, why even under the tutelage, you know, if you sort of imagine the, you know, being taken in by Batman and being trained by Batman and all that stuff, um, I guess that's why he's a fascinating guy to me because he had all the same things happen to him. I didn't come from money. I, you know, I, I, I was very, you know, lower middle-class, to middle-class upbringing. Um, and I think that's why that character really appeals to me because he's got some of the same, you know, negatives. Uh, he's got some of the same negatives as Bruce Wayne. And then, even from a society standpoint, even as a little kid. I mean, obviously he was adopted in Bruce Wayne's life and then, you know, uh, you know, became, you know, lived a, you know, a, a, well, under Bruce Wayne lived this, you know, lived in a millionaire's house or whatever. Um, uh, but he, he didn't start that way. Um, and I think that informed you as a kid, at least informed me as a kid, um, you know, growing up. Um, and so, so to me, that's why he's, He's this guy who's got all of these negatives and then even more negatives, and yet he's remains, you know, he's he's still a brutal fighter and all of these, you know, things that we like about him. But he's all, and but he doesn't. He's not a playboy. Um, he's, you know, he's got uh, he loves, you know, people dearly. I think that he loves Batman, even though Batman might have been a monster to him, uh, sure. you know, uh. I, those are things why I like you know Dick Grayson, why I like uh, you know the idea of, of you know Nightwing as as a movie. I mean, you know, again, there's not much I can talk about about the movie because we're still, I I don't even have a contract, so well, we totally understand. Any, yeah, any anything anything can happen, but those are things that you know interest me uh, about the character and why you know I think it's different than Batman and why you can make a really interesting. Intriguing, action-packed, you know, character movie uh, out of out of that character.
2: Definitely, we we know that uh, you got to get going. This podcast could go on forever. Unfortunately, it cannot. But where can we find you on social media? Where can people talk to you and let you know what they think of the amazing Lego Batman movie?
1: Um, my uh, my. Uh, My Twitter is uh, at Bud
2: Bedeker. That's uh, a
1: B-U-D-D-B-O-E-T-T-I-C-H-E-R. I I didn't make it very easy for anyone to find that. That's an old 1950s guy uh, who made Westerns with Randolph Scott. (laughs) uh, One of Martin Scorsese's favorite uh, Western filmmakers. Um, Excellent. uh, So, uh, and you know, he made very stripped down, uh, you know, uh, ironically revenge-filled uh westerns um and uh uh, yeah anyway so that that's where i'm that's where i'm on twitter
2: that's great man yeah i thank you so much for coming on the show it's been a a real pleasure all three of us here enjoyed your movie very much and we can't wait to see what you're going to do in the future man
1: well well thanks guys thanks for thanks for having me on and Hopefully, you know, in the future, uh, you know, if you guys want to talk again, you know, we'll be able to talk and catch up.
0: Oh, that'd That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Thank
1: you. Great. Have a great day, guys. Talk to you
2: soon. So you heard it here. Episode 83 of Shanley on Batman with our special guest, our very special guest, Chris McKay. It was a pleasure talking to the guy. We want to thank him
0: one more time for coming on the show. I mean, wow yeah wow is the correct term there tom it's rare to meet someone that is nicer than what you had previously imagined and chris was that guy for us he gave us so much information about uh, the lego batman movie billy d williams uh his love for the character like i never knew like he had an affinity with that yeah yeah he he threw out some deep cuts about
2: everyone's our, Batman ties are that deep. Batman. When you end up talking to somebody, it's like it's like seventy thirty. Or
0: <laughs> so it he's was, no exception. Yeah. See, and he's definitely been our most uh, our most our highest profile guest to date. And we just wanted to take yeah. a moment to say thank you, sir. We appreciate it, and we look forward to for you coming back out. And hopefully, the next time we talk to you, it will be post Nightwing. And we'd love to just sit and talk to you for about 30 minutes again. So Yeah, I uh, hope we like sit in a two-hour-long Nightwing movie and then talk
2: to Chris McKay about his, his Nightwing movie after the fact. That would, would be you, amazing. Would that be okay with you, Kyle? Why would I not be okay with <laughs> So I want to remind you to check us out on Facebook at and on Batman. Facebook, huh? Yeah. You can find us on Twitter, too, at Shanlean on Bat. You can find Justin on Twitter. At Batman Shanling. You can find Kyle on Twitter. At Looting Kyle. You can find me on Twitter, at Batman Bass Slap. One more time for Chris McKay, man. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Um, episode 83 of Shanlean on Batman.
0: Is in the books. It's over with. loved it. That's a- uh, bring on 84.
1: I'm the knight! I am the knight. I